Hey everybody, Diana here for the Change Worker Podcast. I've been wanting to do this episode for a very long time. And it loosely is called um, Ways to Tell Someone is Leaving or Ways that you can see in, in yourself that you are leaving a relationship, a meeting, a conversation, any kind of interaction with another person or people. And... I had a similar conversation with a sister of mine a long time ago where she said, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to leave. And I looked at her and I said, there are all kinds of ways to leave somebody and you're physically still there, but mentally, emotionally, energetically checked out. And I remember this sister looking at me like, huh? never explored that perhaps. And considering how we were raised, it's totally understandable. So when I was writing this list, I I have a set of different examples I can talk about when, uh, for me, that represent a form of leaving. And it all goes back to how we feel in our body when we do or not do some of these things. I have done all or not done all of these things. So I'm talking from experience, uh, not necessarily something I'm super proud of, but uh, once I'm aware of how I leave a conversation or um, an engagement with somebody I care about, I recognize the signs and bring myself back into those relationships if that's what I want to do. And in some cases, I've had people leave me, quote unquote, leave me and have said, well, we can, you know, still be friends and I'll, we'll catch up later. And, you know, it's just never going to happen. They have already left. They have already made the decision. They just haven't said the words. I wish not to engage with you anymore. So there are all kinds of ways to express all of that. And when I was writing this, this is to me sort of more of a poem about leaving. And so here it is. We, and, and before I jump into that, I'm going to, I'm probably going to use the words we and you interchangeably. And they're, they're not geared toward anybody in particular. There are general collective we, a collective you. So we dismiss. We are silent. We seethe with resent resentment. We avoid, we argue, we get super defensive. We don't engage, we don't listen, we pretend not to understand, we try not to understand, we don't look in their eyes, we literally walk away. Our body has walked away. In mid-sentence of somebody saying something. Often we don't know what to say. and then Or we talk too much to fill the silence. We talk too fast. We undermine the other person. We start to undermine the relationship we have with that other person by what we say about them behind their back. We 
love to use passive aggressive communication styles. There could be some gaslighting in here. I never said that. We talk about them behind their back. We have a list of grievances that they will never hear, but they see it in our posture. They see it in our approach, what we say, how we say it, but it's not direct. We use unpolitically correct speech. We use exclusive types of speech, knowing how inflammatory they can be, how divisive, how off-putting they can be to connecting with another person. We expect them to change. We expect them to be different. We expect them to just go along with us. We agree with them, but we stew in resistance and resentment because we really don't agree. We just don't want to say the words. We don't tell them we don't agree, even when there's an opportunity to do so. And we're clear on why we don't want to agree. We sigh heavily with our whole body. We roll our eyes. Our body language closes down. We cross our arms over our chest. We, we have them right in front of us, yet our body is directed away from them. We're looking at something else when they're speaking. Our body is usually directed to an exit. We don't show up after agreeing with someone to be there. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. We use sarcasm that isn't funny. It's pointed. It's barbed. It has heat-seeking missile accuracy. And we know when it hit the mark. We see the flinch. We see the frown. We see the question in their eyes, wondering, was that meant for me? But they, they may or not ask. And when they do ask, we're like, oh, no, I was just being funny. But you, we know that sarcasm hit home. We're not able to laugh with the person. We're not able to tease them gently. Our body, because that's usually what's all that's there, our body is tight. It's stilted in movement. It's awkward. We're not breathing. We're checking out. We're not saying what we want because we already assume they know. We don't ask questions. We use harsh words, trying to be funny, and it falls flat, and everybody knows it. We smile tightly. We never smile with our eyes. Sometimes we even bare our teeth. And in the animal world, that means something. That is 
blatant aggression. We're not following through on what we said we would do. Leaving is subtle. Leaving is learned and can be unlearned. Leaving may be all that we know. We can't imagine anything different. Leaving served us in some ways in the past. It protected us. We saw it as our only choice and it was truly effective at times in our lives. Sometimes this leaving and this resentment that we've bottled up, that we've stifled, boils over into antagonism. Sometimes aggression. When we leave in these ways, it undermines all our relationships all the foundations of who we are, of what they are to us. We disconnect from ourselves, from our lives, from any any enjoyable experiences. The fun we've had with people, the love we feel for them. We are emotionally hollow. There's an emptiness that we're going through the motions. Some people live years this way and wonder why their lives are chaotic and unfulfilling, why their relationships are not what they want them to be. And so we can leave in all kinds of ways when our body is still physically there. So these are the words that just flowed very natural for me when I was thinking about this podcast episode. And um, one of the things that came up for me when I was, I recorded another version of this episode. And one of the things that struck me about me that I noticed was that um, due to never, you know, leaving, you know, I got very good at leaving relationships, conversations, meetings, just checking out and just was, you know, people were relating to this human body that was in front of them, but there was really nobody home. And when I think about my earlier friendships and relationships, was I ever there in the first place? Did I ever show up? And I know the answer to that is no, I didn't. So one of the things that I talk to about people when they're having problems with their spouses, partners, is this whole idea of I'm afraid they're going to leave. That they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's something going on. I can't put my, my finger on it, but I just don't. They've checked out. They're not there. And so when I ask them about their what they observe and how are they defining leaving, were they ever there in the first place is a good question. But it's also, do you know it when you feel it? Because there's an emotional disconnect. You know when someone's checked out. You know when they're thinking about something somewhere far away. You know that they're not there. 
and you call them out on it and they say, oh, no, I'm here. And, you know, they're lying. And it's just another form of, you know, minor gaslighting. Oh, no, you're just imagining things. No, no, no. I know when there's a, an energetic disconnect. I know when I energetically disconnect from people. Sometimes I want to. Sometimes I need to. So it's when I, I it struck me about this because I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time and observing myself and leaving and other people. And I was talking to a client of mine who was, I think, on his fourth marriage. And we were talking about, he's, you know, cause he's like, well, I think this one will stick. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, well, you can always tell when a woman is about to leave. They, you know, he's, I've, I've been married three times and I could tell that they were preparing to leave the third one. Anyway, she was preparing to leave way before she ever physically left. And I was like, okay, interesting. He said, he said, do you think that's true? And I was like, oh yeah. Cause of the power dynamics of um, gender of their women wanting to prepare to leave because it might have been a literal issue of physical safety. I'm going to prepare to leave and pretend in a way, and then I can leave and be safe physically. And starting to pull back from aspects of this shared life with this spouse. So I think that's what he was talking about. And I, I didn't get into gender or politics about this at all, but I said, yeah, I agree with that. And he's like, well, you're probably the first woman to admit that. And I was like, well, I don't know who you're hanging out with, but that's always been pretty obvious to me as a woman. I know I've done that in relationships. I did it in relationships. I left the, the relationship before I actually said the words because I was trying to protect myself. I was, I wanted to leave before I got hurt. And eventually I wanted to leave before they got hurt. And it's, it's so interesting to me to see that in other people and they're not seeing that they had already left the marriage before they were even married. They left the relationship way before the divorce, the separation, the breakup. So it's, when I talk about this, this client of mine and how he knew, he could tell the signs, he could see the signs of his past marriages and the third marriage that he had where um, he knew she was planning to leave way before she actually left. And I was just really curious as to, were you ever there? And <laughs> I, I sort of had that, you know, blunt kind of relationship with him. And he's like, well, you know, I know why I get married and I know why I pick the partners I do. I'm just really surprised, I guess, every time that the marriage ends. And I was like, what do you think is the common denominator, denominator here? <laughs> it's not trying to pick on him and to be critical, but it's a level of awareness that we all have to have. And this is a man, he was way older than me and obviously from a different generation, different expectations of women and marriage. So it was a very interesting conversation because it was like, I never thought of it that way. I was like, that's fascinating. So 
we do prepare. I mean, in a way, all these things I was talking about, all these types of behavior, evasive, avoidant behavior is a way, it's an incremental way to leave out of self-protection, out of you know wanting to avoid hurting someone else's feelings with a breakup, having to say the words about why you want to move on, why it's so important for um, people to, to be honest and accept maybe in if you're in an abusive situation. That's when you just need to get the hell out safely as possible and um, prepare. Um, and so there are nuances and dynamics of every relationship where we may not be fully there in an emotional way because we haven't processed or dealt with something specifically and we never showed up in the first place. I think that, you know, for uh, there are people who I know I can access in an emotional way. I know I can. There are people who are, I go to for more intellectual, logistical, analytical kind of observations, feedback, discussion about certain things. And sometimes that can be in one person. We can all have our needs met by our partner most of the time. That's a tall order for any person, that, that expectations that one person can fulfill all that. But it's this is where we click together as people, as human beings in relationships. We teach each other things. And we can teach each other when we leave. Did you intend to leave? We can ask, We did you notice that you checked out when this topic came up? Is this um, going to be a hindrance to the future of our relationship? Because in many ways, where we make, how we make decisions in one area of our life is how we make decisions in others. And so there are, there are big patterns. And if we are really gifted and have had a lot of practice of leaving, you know, emotionally fraught, possibly physically dangerous situations, emotionally and energetically and mentally, then that's going perhaps going to show up. We're going to view a close relationship, an intimate relationship, as possibly a threat. So these are all relatively recent insights I've had about myself, about how I tend to be one step back from people, how I don't necessarily truly understand how somebody can be all in in a relationship. I think there are gradations for everybody and I just don't know to what degree do I, would I have to surrender to someone else to commit to them? That's a question I ask. And it's, I haven't answered it yet for myself, but it's there. Um, I am alone right now. I'm not in a relationship. And that's fine. And I'm, I'm good with that. I'm learning a lot about myself and what I want for the, this possible person who shows up or different types of people who will show up in my life. And do I let them in? 
do I not? And when I let them in, will I, will I still be there psychologically, emotionally, energetically? What triggers me to want to leave, to check out? And I've spent a lot of time with that question. And this shows up in all kinds of, it's not necessarily the, the, the relationships of long duration or depth. These can be with our business clients, our business friendships, workplace type of friendships. This can all be present. Sometimes at work or if we're working with a client, we can't get too much depth because of that's our job is to hold a space perhaps or it's not the time and place in order to have a big deep dark conversation about what's been going on with each person but there is to me I want to learn how to be present I want to learn to be there and to stay there because I this leaving part this checking out the zoning out Physically still being here, but being miles away is, it's easy. And I do it. I know I do it out of discomfort. It's an old, established, comfortable pattern. Checking out now. This is not a conversation I want to be a part of. I'm checking out now. And so what I want to do is stay I want to be present, even though I am deeply uncomfortable with the subject matter, with the behavior, with the questions, with the expectations. I want to stay. I want to forge a connection despite being triggered, despite being deeply, deeply uncomfortable and restless. I want to establish relationships where I'm going to stick with it, even though things aren't working out so great. <laughs> and every friendship, every relationship, all, they all have ebbs and flows. And I, you know, that just has, it's just a fact of life. And I'm thinking about some of the relationships I've started with clients who've from a coaching standpoint, as well as a massage therapy standpoint, that keep coming back. So apparently, I can stay. (laughs) At least professionally, for my clients, I can stay long enough with them each time I see them to maintain that relationship. And what about the people who have been in my life, both professionally and personally, for the last 10, 15 plus years. Because I met them through being, they came to me for a massage. But that relationship has sort of transformed over the course of 10, 15, almost 20 years. And they're still in my life, sort of in the same capacity. But I know things about their life and they know things about my life. Apparently I can stay. (laughs) And this was kind of a pleasant surprise because I always thought I was, quick to walk away. And there are parts of my life where I know I was. I wasn't trusting my own choices 
and my own decision-making about those choices, literally the choice of person, what they represented, what I thought our relationship was. And that's when I realized, when I'm looking back over the last five years especially, like, oh, I, I do know what it is to commit in some form to a friendship, to a relationship, to, uh, as my, I like to tell the joke, I can commit to a pair of socks. <laughs> For a long time, I didn't think I could. That's how, I didn't, I, I, my joke was, well, I can't even commit to a pair of socks. How can I commit to a, somebody in a relationship? And it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> it's kind of sad. And so I've been working on committing and recommitting to the relationships that I want to have in my life and recommitting to myself in that process, which has been fascinating. Because how often have I abandoned myself? How often? Have I left myself often, many, 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 many times. And that, once I've realized that, made me very sad. But I know how to be there for myself. I know how to stay. I know how to stick it out. Even though I'm uncomfortable with myself a lot of the times recently. That's another topic. Probably next time. Anyway, you see where I'm going with this. We can, these are all choices. We can choose to leave. We can choose how we leave. We can choose to stay. And we can choose how we want that to look for us, how we want that to feel. And that's what I'm inviting you to do. Because like I said, this kind of leaving seems sort of eh, superficial. I don't know that person very well. But I left because I was uncomfortable or it wasn't an uh, interaction I wanted to repeat or continue. And that can be okay. But I'm inviting you to be more aware of those places where you do check out, where you, you are using sarcasm or language in a way that's going to keep you separate from somebody else. All that impatience, all that irritation. Are you irritated at them or are you irritated at your own reactions to them and how they may be acting? So these are all fundamental questions to answer if they are, if you're noticing a pattern I think this topic is something I talk about with my coaching clients a lot you want a certain relationship from with your spouse and you're not getting it are you treating them in the way you want to be treated you're suspecting that they want to leave. They are not happy. Are you, do you have a foot, one foot out of the door? So we transfer that those types of motivations onto those closest to us. 
So are, have we left? So I thought this was a fascinating topic, obviously. Um, let me know what you think. Because we do this personally and professionally all the time. And in a professional sense, we can, we can check out and zone out um, maybe in a cleaner way than with people we know well, who know um, they know us. And there are all kinds of leaving. That's the point I want to make. Is that what you really want to do? Is that all you know? What are your other options? So let me know what you think. I appreciate you listening as always. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next time.